Let's talk about purpose, why you don't know what yours is, and where you can find it. Number one, you cannot know your purpose as an individual piece of life if you do not know the purpose of life in general. If you don't understand the purpose of the whole, you cannot understand any part of it because it is all in relationship to the whole. The whole is I amness, consciousness, mind. The Egyptians called it mind. They said all is mind. They were right about that. Some would say that uh, all is heart, all is love. And we're saying this, they're saying the exact same thing. They're saying the exact same thing. The only thing I'm going to speak about is my experiences in this podcast. I have experiences that showed me certain truths. And that is enough to say that it is true for everyone in existence because I've experienced the very depth of life. Every single person is connected to the depth of life and you are experiencing it as well. You are experiencing the depth of life through your very heart space. But if I drop my keys inside the house and I went outside looking for them, you would think I'm crazy. But the reason you would think I'm crazy is because I'm looking in the wrong space. That is exactly what you do when you look for your purpose outside of you. When you look for someone or some event to reveal to you this purpose that you want to you want to find. You cannot find a purpose outside of you because there is nothing that you experience outside of you. Every item that you experience in this time space reality is literally made of your mind. But the craziest part about this is if you were blind, deaf and dumb and you couldn't feel anything, you would still be conscious, but you wouldn't know what you were conscious of. So. You have an experience of life that is deeper than the surface physical being. And that is the challenge. Why are you looking outside of that for your purpose? It's because you've been taught to. You've been taught by churches. You've been taught by your parents. You've been taught by school to study the material existence because this is what's real. And if somebody starts to talk about that invisible spiritual stuff, it's pseudoscience. They don't know what they're talking about and you need to pay attention to me. This is what you've listened to. You've heard people say that and you followed the advice. And the reason you followed the advice is because your mom followed the advice. Your friends followed the advice. And it's very persuasive to look at the physical world and say this is all that exists. But intuitively and deeper down, you know this is not all that exists. So, rather than Focusing your attention on a portion of life that you know doesn't help you. Now, if you're younger, you might not know this. If you're younger, you might not know this. You currently are going through what's called the furnaces of affliction. You'll go through those. It probably already started. And it starts with attachments to ideas. Those attachments to wrong ideas or flawed ideas, unnatural ideas give rise to unnatural emotions and unnatural thoughts and those call those cause a ricochet of experiences in time and space that you call a life experience or a life situation so this is what's happening now you don't know this is happening but time tells you that whatever you've been thinking doesn't work 
Now, this is why I'm so confident in this message, because everybody's going to experience it. You will experience the pain of life. You will experience the pain of fear, of loss, of lack and limitation. You will experience feeling less than. You will experience feeling small, unimportant. You'll also try to inflate yourself with things, money, status, cars, women, men, jewelry, titles, religious identifications, organizations that you're a part of become a part of your identity. You try to inflate yourself with this sense of bigger sense of self because you're existing exclusively in a dimension of physicality. That is not the full existence. That is the smallest, the smallest portion of existence. And all of your attention is there. It's the realm of the dead. And you exist there. You don't know your purpose because you believe in the physical world. What you have to do if you're going to come, if you're going to get your purpose or find your purpose is stop trying to find your purpose and start trying to find yourself. That's it. D explore the dimensions of you. That's the only thing you have to do. Now, when you start doing that, things change. But like I said before, like I said before, you believe you know the way. You believe you know what you're, how this is set up. You believe in your little identities. And those things are painful to attach your identity to. You'll trust in men and trust that they'll do what they say. You'll depend on people rather than a source that controls and is the source of all people, which is love. Loving beingness. That's what everybody's rooted and grounded in. So any thought that is coded and carried within loving beingness influences the world. The universe is so clever. God is so clever. I amness is so clever. Consciousness is so clever. Or I should say so wise to set this thing up so that no one can influence the whole, the totality without being in love with the totality. So that nothing harmful can reach a mass scale of influence. This is why so-called negativity could never reach a mass level. You can't have mass negativity. Because negativity only exists where the love isn't or isn't being observed. But even where the love isn't being observed, it still is. Even if it's not being observed there. So to understand that this is rooted and grounded in love, and that's the only thing that exists, it changes your perception. Let me ask you a couple questions that might help you understand this physical dimension to be an illusion. When you go to sleep and you dream, what do those dreams feel like? Do they feel real at that time when you're in the dream, having it? being in it the answer is yes when is the only moment you realize that the dream is a dream when you wake up when you wake up 
it's the only time you know you've been dreaming. So let me ask you this. How do you know you're not currently dreaming? And there's another dimension of consciousness higher than the one you are currently observing and identified with. How do you know that this is not a dream? The answer is you can't answer that question positively with a yes. I know exactly how I, I know that this is not a dream. You can't. In fact, here's what's even crazier. With the substance of this place on a subatomic level. On a quantum level, is a wave and a particle at the same time. How is all of existence, including time and space, as they've proven, both a wave pattern and a particle at the same time? Well, scientists have been trying to figure out this experience for years. And what they're realizing is this place is not what we thought it was. So what they're doing is smashing the smallest particle they know into each other at the speed of light, close to the speed of light. And they're watching it fall, fall away from each other. It's uh, it's disintegrated. It's dissolving. It's breaking apart. And they're trying to find out what's in there. And the, the deeper they look, the more items appear. They keep looking deeper and deeper and finding smaller and smaller worlds and universes. There's no end to how small it becomes. That's because it's infinite. So they'll continue to look at infinitum and never find the very source of it all. <laughs> then you can expand space out as far as anything. It's infinite. There is no end to space. There is no end. So you can, there's no, there's no uh, limit to how large or how macro a thing can be either. So it goes infinitely in both directions. Macro and micro. So what is this existence that has no beginnings and no ends? To how small or how large it is. At the same time. How can a universe hold those contradictory truths. Within one essence. How's that possible? How can those contradictory statements be true? How can something be infinitely small and infinitely large simultaneously? The only explanation is it must have come from infinity. Infinity. The source of this physical limitation must be infinity. Or eternity. Where there is no time and there is no space. So let's talk about a realm that has no time and it has no space. And we talk about the realm of mind. M-I-N-D. As the Egyptians were called. So we move into a realm of mind. The mind has no depth. Has no end to its depth. The mind has no end to its depth. You can go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in the mind. And never ever ever come up short. The interesting part about the mind. Is that. The mind itself. 
has no beginning. Now, to the physical world, we know that this thing has a beginning physically. It was a moment that this energy was physically, but the source of that energy has no source to itself other than no thing. It always was and it always will be. That's the only thing we know about it. So something that always was and always will be is giving rise to these different phenomena in your physical in your physical life. So this place that it comes from is absolutely infinite called the mind. Because tell me this, where else or what else do you know in your own experience that can produce infinite variations of life? What do you know that is bottomless, that never ends? What do you know personally? The only thing you know that that can produce anything and never runs out is the mind. The mind can produce more and more and more and more and more and more because it's not producing more. All it's doing is bringing out that which is already there. And how many variations of reality are there? Infinite. How is it infinite? It's just different vibrations. Different, different vibrations on, on the scale, on the spectrum. How large is the spectrum? Infinite. So we're talking about a physical existence that never ends and is always limited in comparison to infinity. So tell me if you're looking for a purpose in the midst of physicality, which ends your purpose ends as well until you make your purpose self-discovery. You will be researching something that dies. Study the thing that never dies because it's never been born. That which is and always was, was never born. The only thing we know that is and had to always be is beingness itself. That's the only thing we know. Beingness can only exist where there is also consciousness. Because consciousness is beingness and beingness is consciousness. So conscious beingness. That's the end. It's the only thing we know that has never begun and we know will never end. Conscious beingness beingness being primary beingness always has been always will be and within it was all of creation because everything has to have a foundation and beingness in order for it to be so the only thing that is real is what is nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists it seems like it exists in the third dimension. I'm reading this book from um, a lady who wrote A Return to Love. It's called The Law of Divine Compensation. And it has a Course in Miracles feel. 
what she talks about in that book is exactly what we're talking about here. Nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists. Love is the only thing that truly exists. But in the third dimension, it seems as if it exists. But only thing that's there is an absence of love. Love is there, but it's an absence of the observation of love. Identity with love. Because guess what love did? It died to itself. It threw itself into physicality. Life itself, the life force called love itself, decided it would come into expre expression. And the only reason it came into expression is the, so that it, love can be experienced. Because without the physical expression, how do you know love? And how does God know himself? It has to be something to relate to. It has to be some way to be experienced. And that is what's going on here. There's experience. So the low experiences make you love the higher experiences. Now, here's the thing. Does this purpose thing ever end? No. So what's the point is the next question I, you would ask. What's the point then? If this doesn't have a beginning and it doesn't have an end and I can do whatever I want, what's the point? And the point is for you to grow increasingly aware of that truth and the beauty of that. The purpose of this is to enjoy. Enjoy. Enjoy at the deepest level you possibly can. And the deepest level of joy we have is love and relationship. This was created for loving relationship. Because nothing can be experienced outside of relationship. And so consciousness and beingness. Always being is the primordial relationship. It is the relationship that gives rise to all other relationship. And where did conscious beingness come from? It came from no thing. Another word for conscious beingness is spirit. Scientists call it energy. So it came from no thing. From no thing came everything. Not nothing. Just not a thing. It's not a thing. So what is it? It simply is. Because if you put anything else after is, then you say it's something. It is good. It is bad. That's a quality. You can't give quality to something that isn't. So as soon as you assign quality to no thing, it stops being no thing and begins to be that quality. And is that quality. And what initiates that? What causes the no thing to move? Only itself. So you're telling me that this no thing only could have come into existence if it's it wanted to and it did it and it moved. It couldn't have wanted anything because how can all want anything? So what's the point? relationship what is is love love has to be experienced in relationship so the presence of the 
only thing that is is existing, which is love. And that's created by conscious beingness. And that comes from no thing. The no thing must have must be the principle of love and beauty itself. Otherwise, none of this would have been created and relationship would not have been able to be experienced. But the only thing that would create relationship based on its very nature is love itself. There is nothing else that will create relationship. The intellectual mind would never have created relationship. It would never have come into this existence on its own without the possibility of transcending itself or being a uh, servant to something else because the intellect alone without love makes you miserable. It makes you miserable. So if the intellect was the source of this, it would have been smart enough never to create itself. <laughs> if it was an infinite, if it was an infinite uh, intellect, but the intellect is only designed to divide that which is already here. So after the rise of all wells up because of love, that relationship between conscious beingness expands. That that experience of conscious beingness is energy. It is energy. It is life. It is all things. This is what, um, in when we look at the flower of life pattern, one circle becomes two, and that's the vesicle Pisces that gives rise to all other things. So those two, which is conscious beingness, those two give rise to all others, all their experiences, which is the sun. It's a sun. So the sun that conscious beingness has is energy. And the energy is at all things, including you. So you are an offspring of the father, mother, conscious beingness. Now, what does the what are the kids of conscious beingness look like? Conscious beings. That's what it looks like. Conscious beings. And how does that show up energetically? could call it spiritually but that's how it shows up that's how it shows up this is the reason it's important to look inside for your purpose rather than outside. Because the deeper the rabbit hole goes, the deeper you realize I am that I am. And this is the this is the most life changing day. And the only person I know who said it explicitly as it pertains to the Bible is Neville Goddard. He's the only one who confidently said, God's name is I am. I say I am. So that's God. It wasn't just that simple. He had to pass through the furnaces of affliction, of being addicted to physical stuff, just like you are.
It's so amazing how the people who say they have the answers to the problems simply don't. Especially if you are if you're trying to plan things out. You definitely don't. If you're trying to plan, if you've done planning here in this third dimension, you know that doesn't work. That doesn't work at all. Planning? How many of your plans have gone through follow, and, and succeeded from your effort alone? None of them. You've always had the, the assistance of others who aren't you, apparently, if you feel like you're in a physical world. You think it's, res you think it's because of your smarts, your efforts. You think you're successful because of your brain and your wise thoughts. That's what you think. None of what happened to you is because of your wise thoughts. Otherwise, you would have been dead at childhood. It has nothing to do with your little intelligence. Nothing to do with that. You weren't the survival of the fittest. You weren't the most fit. That wasn't the reason. You weren't physically the, the superior. We all come from the same source. We're all made of the same matter. In the beginning was one. They said the whole physical universe could have put, be put inside at the size of a the point of a pin. All of existence physically could be placed there. And it was the same substance. And they also found out that when substances that are unified separate, they're always intimately connected to each other through a field of nowness, isness, beingness. So we're all made of the same material. So what is diff what's the difference between this physical body and a dog's physical body? Why is this prized more? Why? What's going on here? It's because... This isn't a body that you are. This isn't a body that you are. This body's made of the same thing the whole universe is made from. So you couldn't be the body, right? Let's trace it back. If everything was connected in oneness, Everything must have been guided by the same exact essence. And if that essence was the ruler back then, it must also reign supreme now. And if that essence is reigning supreme and you are you, you must also be that essence. And that essence has to be God. Has to be. Has to be. So, what have you changed? You, 
you seem to be the only thing that has the will to change however you want. The will to surrender. That requires will. A will beyond yours. Your individualized identity. <clears throat> Your individualized identity dies. And rediscovery, which is revelation, reveal, repeat, redo. It means again. Revelation. Reveal. You're not creating something else. It's revealing what's already true. That's the only thing you're doing. It's the only thing you've ever done. You've only revealed what's true because nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists. So you're just unpacking what's real. What you realize is that since the physical rep world is the exact same substance, what's actually real is what's governing them. And that is mind or conscious beingness or whatever you want to call it. And it gives rise to every other phenomena. So are you conscious? Are you a conscious being? Yes, you must be the son of conscious beingness then. Who is the source? Now, if, you, if conscious beingness gave a portion of itself to you, that would mean it was partial. It could be divided. But since it can't be divided and is unified and is infinite and is whole, if it gave itself to you as your identity, you must be the whole thing. You must be the whole thing because if this were two, then this, that would mean that there's not one source and this could not exist. The friction would kill it off. The universe is known to be constantly right now expanding and speeding up in expansion. Why? Because there's an infinite source that it comes from. Since it's an infinite source, where it comes from, then it's going to grow infinitely and it's going to speed up because it's the sun that it constantly rises and it only gets brighter and brighter. It's an everlasting crescendo upwards. It's a beautiful thing. 